Hello and welcome to the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Andy Viano. In just a minute, I'll be joined by our managing editor, Myers Reese, to talk briefly about this week's cover story in the Flathead Beacon, when we borrowed from Flathead Living Magazine, and to talk in depth about the rapidly expanding COVID-19 outbreak in Montana. And remember, stay tuned to the end of this episode when I'll run through all the biggest stories from the past seven days here in Northwest Montana. Before that, a quick reminder that this podcast is made possible by the hundreds of members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Their contributions, which start as low as $5 per month, help fund all of our reporting, including these and other podcasts, and keep all of the stories we produce available free of charge, both in print and online. To learn more about the Beacon Editors Club and some of the other great perks that come with membership, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. All right, let's turn now to the July 8th edition of the Flathead Beacon and this week's cover story titled Abby's Way. It is more than worth your time to give a read, and it profiles Abigail Frederick, a local activist who is the namesake for the Abbey Shelter, the Flathead Valley's domestic violence service provider. You can read the story both in this week's Beacon and in the summer issue of Flathead Living Magazine, which is available on newsstands now. Our managing editor, Myers Reese, also puts out that publication, and we start our conversation talking about this particular issue with the magazine, which almost never was because of the coronavirus. Yeah, it wasn't a sure thing. I'm very happy to see it on the stands, but if you'd asked me at the, the height of the shutdown whether we would be seeing it, I have to probably lean in the other direction. It just seemed I mean, everything was shut down. What do you write about? How do you spend a day with somebody to do a profile? You know, ad revenue, all, all those questions were up in the air. But um, as things kind of moved forward and I, I kind of saw it coalescing a little bit and we, we said, let's, let's try it. It's going to be a little late. It might be a little slimmer, but I think we can do it. And we pulled it off. And I'm, yeah, I'm very, very pleased to see it. Yeah, it's a great magazine. It's a great edition uh, as usual to, to read and, and I'm glad that we put the story we did on the cover. I thought Claire's piece on the, the Abbey Shelter's namesake was, was fantastic. I mean, what, what struck you? What, what did you take away from, from that story? She did a great job. And it's kind of one of those community member profiles that it was sort of out there in plain view, yet I, I wasn't really familiar with it. And, you know, everyone knows the Abbey Shelter, and most people do, and that, that name really, you know, rings with people. But I guess just seeing, you know, her dig into the, the life of a, really a, a fascinating and, and important, impactful person in the Valley, a person I didn't know a, a ton about. I know folks maybe been around for longer than I have, um, would know more, but it's just, a, yeah, it, it's a very poignant and touching remembrance of, of Abigail Frederick or Abby. And yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd recommend checking out that story, but also, uh, yeah, there, there's some other good stuff in the magazine. At least I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and people can find the magazine. I know we've gotten this question before. Basically everywhere Flathead Beacons are available, there should be a Flathead Living magazine nearby, right? Yeah, I should maybe like post a, a list of everywhere you can find it, but that is a pretty good, I think that's, that's some good criteria. If you can find the paper, probably find the magazine around there. 
Getting back to the the beacon this week, you know, we run that story off the cover, and inside we talk a lot about um, the coronavirus, of course, which is which is top of mind for uh, for a lot of people again these days. Uh, we were talking with with the magazine; it felt like we we got to a good place there for a little while. We're able to push the magazine out and do some other things, but it it does feel like things are starting to move in the opposite direction here in Montana. I mean, what? As we sit here today, you know, late in the afternoon on Tuesday, what is the the what are the latest numbers? What are the latest trends look like related to coronavirus in the state? Well, we are coming off our our highest single day total yesterday with with eighty new cases statewide, and fifty eight of those are linked back to one nursing home in in Billings, and still don't have a ton of details uh, about how that happened. Um, actually, Governor Bullock is giving a press conference um, this afternoon about it. But it was, I believe, 43 residents and 15 staff. Um, a couple are hospitalized, and they're still waiting on test results from others. But that is, in a you know broader picture, it's just our, I think, the fifth time we've broken our, our one-day total in the last two weeks, I would say. And we're trending upwards, just like really the rest of the country. You know, the country as a whole was broken its single-day high record for 50,000 new cases. And there's at least 20, 21 other states who have actually um, hit the pause button on their reopening plans because their, their cases, in, in, in some cases, they're really, really skyrocketing. I mean, levels, even on a per capita level, that we don't see in Montana. And all that should be said with the caveat that we still in Montana have either the lowest in the continental U.S. or among the lowest per capita positive case rate, hospitalization rate, and death rates. So that's not to downplay anything, but just to provide perspective. And you're, and that, that is good to, to keep in mind. And I, I think you mentioned the outbreak at the assisted living facility in, in Billings as well today, in your story in this week's Flathead Beacon, pinpoints and, and something the governor has pointed out is that there are several particular events and locations that a number of these recent cases can be traced back to, right? Right. You know, the, the governor, he, did, he pinpointed some origin points for a few clusters, and that was part of a kind of a broader plea, I guess you could say, from him and health officials to, you know, to take precautions seriously, especially around any um, group setting. One type of group setting, obviously, is party or a wedding. And he, um, the state has, tr- has traced back, as of last week, 24 cases to six weddings in five counties. Uh, the governor said it, it's looking like it was less the weddings themselves, but the post and, and pre-festivities. In any case, he said they've already traced 24 cases back to those six weddings, and he anticipates what he said, quote, many more as they continue a contact tracing, being linked to those six weddings alone. And then also bars. Generally, bars are a place that people maybe might not be heeding the social distancing precautions and recommendations and congregating too closely, but um, specifically three bars in 
Gallatin and Yellowstone County have been linked to 15 cases and counting. I guess if you look pull back and look at a national level, that's what states like Texas and Florida are zeroing in on right now. As they kind of put a halt on their reopening plans, they're the first culprit they really looked at was bars, and they've, they've shut down bars just as they have in many counties in California. And there was no indication from Governor Volk that we're ready to do that or mandate face masks yet, which is happening either at a state or municipality level across the country. But clearly, as someone who's who's been on most of those press calls, it it felt like there was a different tone last week. I mean, Bullock even said, we've let our guard down. And it was a definite plea to to take this seriously, to wear masks. He, he acknowledged that Montana, um, you know, it's, it's, it's independent, has an independent streak. And he was basically saying, hey, let's, let's do it for each other and for our, our fellow Montanans and our neighbors wear a mask when when social distancing isn't possible maybe maybe reconsider that party you were going to go to just just take these precautions seriously and you know while he's saying those things you mentioned some municipalities around the country are doing more that includes municipalities right here right I mean there was big news in in Whitefish last night Right. And so Whitefish passed a resolution, um, which Tristan Scott wrote about. It's a resolution that strongly encourages mask wearing. And I would, I guess, point people to Tristan's story for, for more details. But so obviously the way that's worded, it's not a, a strict, strict mandate, but it, it is probably the, the closest, the next level to that. They're really trying to get people to wear masks. Where, as we talk about whitefish, and, and we've mentioned some of the larger art outbreaks in other areas, where is the coronavirus in Flathead County right now? Um, you know, even in recent weeks and days when, you know, sometimes we've been seeing very large numbers in counties like Gallatin, Missoula to slightly lesser extent, Yellowstone, Flathead hasn't been having any of those big surges. But yeah, I would say all things considered, I've kind of, to be honest, been expecting to see more numbers ticking up, especially as I watch Missoula and Gallatin and, uh, you know, and Yellowstone. Um, but so far that, that hasn't been happening. Certainly we are seeing more considering, I don't think we saw a case in the county for two months. Mm-hmm. So starting from that baseline, even just a handful here and there, certainly it seems like a big rise. But yeah, we, we haven't been quite following those trend lines of those other counties. And I don't know how much you've talked to local health officials about that, but I mean, does it, does it, is it more a case of we're doing something right in Flathead County or we've just gotten lucky where, where some others haven't? Yeah, I haven't heard anything specific from a, a health official along those lines i i mean it maybe maybe it's it's partly lucky you know the way with covid it's even bulk was talking about this it takes one person who ends up being in contact with 
with a lot more people and it can spread. But if that one person has limited contact, you know, maybe it'll just sort of stay isolated. And so a lot of that is part of that's people taking precautionary measures, but there's a little bit luck involved as well. I'll leave you with, with this, you know, people see around the country and you mentioned earlier the some of these states where there have been larger outbreaks where the the restrictions are being rolled back they're closing down restaurants and bars and they're taking that kind of action while the numbers here are on the rise percentage wise we're we're not in as dire a shape as some of those other states but where where do you see montana headed are are there scenarios that you know, either state officials or local officials are concerned about where we could see some additional regulations put in place if this trend doesn't reverse. I guess, how close are we to that happening? So there's no threshold or magic number. You know, and I've, I've asked that for the health officials. It's not like we hit this one number and then that triggers us back to phase one. You know, I haven't heard serious discussion of of imposing new restrictions, but like I said before, just the tone and the tenor of um, Governor Bolk's last press conference last week, um, it, it did it felt a little bit different. And he did have Todd O'Hare from the chamber, the Montana Chamber of Commerce, come on. And Todd was using language like, "Please take these precautions so we don't go back to to phase one, or we don't roll." roll back our reopening. So clearly that, that's, that discussion's happened at, at some level. No one's proposed that from the state that, hey, if, if we hit this, we're going we're gonna to roll back our reopening. But I think it's clear that that discussion's going on at some level. And even for masks as well, because that is sort of the hot topic this week, locally, statewide, and across the country. Governor Bullock said he's not ready to issue a mandate and he would prefer it to just become more socially acceptable through, I, I don't know if you want to call it organically, but, you know, through avenues such as business groups really promoting it, then residents just taking it more seriously. But he, he didn't rule out a mask mandate either. So I don't necessarily see anything as imminent, but... Who really knows? We're definitely at a at a phase where we're getting more cases, and I think all options will be on the table. Great. Well, thank you very much for the uh, for the time, Myers. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. You can read all of our coronavirus coverage for free at flatheadbeacon.com. And don't forget, you can pick up Flathead Living Magazine and this week's Flathead Beacon right now on newsstands throughout Northwest Montana. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 4 p.m. on Tuesday, July 7th. As Myers mentioned just a few minutes ago, Montana reported 80 new cases of the coronavirus on Monday, easily the largest single-day total since the outbreak began. The bulk of those cases came from a Billings nursing home, Canyon Creek Memory Care Community, which reported 58 confirmed cases among residents and staff. 43 of the facility's 55 total residents have already tested positive. Two of them are currently hospitalized. A staff member first tested positive for the virus earlier this month, 
and all of the residents and staff of the facility were tested on July 3rd. Additional test results for 24 staff members and residents are still pending. Statewide, Montana has added 360 new coronavirus cases in the last week, and there are 588 active cases in the state right now. Flathead County is home to 16 of those active cases and had previously reported community spread here in the county. Elsewhere, a fundraiser to replace a vandalized Black Lives Matter billboard in Kalispell has raised more than $7,500 as of this recording. The GoFundMe organized by Kalispell City Councilor Sid Dowd was created shortly after a black billboard with the phrase, I can't breathe, written on it, was splattered with white paint in late June. Dowd originally requested $930 to replace the defaced billboard and pay for additional damages. But according to the GoFundMe page, the additional money now raised could be used to purchase additional billboards in town or to keep this one, located on US 93 south of downtown, up for a longer stretch of time. Dowd told the Beacon he wants to, quote, have a culture of mutual respect in the Flathead Valley, even if we don't have the same political ideas. In other news, the body of a 77-year-old music professor from Idaho State University was discovered in Glacier National Park on July 1st. George Calvin Adams was reported missing on June 26th, and his vehicle was discovered on Inside North Fork Road three days later. His body was found by the Two Bear Air Rescue Team in an inaccessible area near Hidden Meadows inside the park last week. Idaho State University officials said Adams was a professor of musicology and a bassoon instructor at the school. And finally, the Flathead County Commissioners last week approved a preliminary budget for fiscal year 2021, which began on July 1st. The $100 million-plus budget is a 6.1% increase from the prior year, with additional funds allocated to a 3% cost-of-living wage increase for county workers and increases in the budgets for the Sheriff's Department, road and technology operating budgets, along with a pair of capital improvement projects. The final budget will be approved by the commissioners in August, and it will come with an expected property tax increase of $0.26 cents for every $1,000 of property value. That's all for this week, but remember, you can read more about all of these stories and get the latest news and information from throughout Northwest Montana at flatheadbeacon.com, where all of our content is available free. No subscription required and no paywall to get through. Until next week, thanks for listening.